here we are. Another day, another podcast, and yeah, it's a day late. <laughs> I know, last week I uh, said we're going to try to do these on Monday and uh, Wednesday, or Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And yesterday was Monday, we were in the planning stages, getting ready to do things with the podcast, get it underway. And lo and behold, well, we got to go back to Saturday, actually. Got to rewind to Saturday. My neighbor, uh, my backyard neighbor, he is a big bass fisherman. Tournaments, all that fun stuff, big time. You know, he's got the expensive boat. Me, I've... I just got my little old bass tracker. <laughs> Don't knock it, though. It's nice. I like it. I like it. Started out with the 160, you may or may not know, and uh, wanted the 195 tournament edition. And, well, you, you've heard me talk about this before. Bass tracker decided they're not going to build boats for dealers. For a while, they were building to order only, and uh, might be some conf- confusion there. But I know my dealer had this boat ordered back uh, before Christmas, and uh, they couldn't get it because Tracker was only building to order only. So whatever that means. But anyway, you know, it came in or the boat came in. I spotted it, went down and said, "Hey, I gotta get it. Gotta have it. Bought it." There you are. Okay, so Saturday. <clears throat> okay, this this one ninety five is a lot bigger than my one sixty. Well, let's put it this way: the one sixty's got a twenty five horsepower motor. The one ninety five's got a one fifty. So there you go. On the uh, it'll go fifty, fifty five, sixty miles an hour down that water too. In a bass boat, I've had boats before. I've had pontoons. I've had ski boats. I've had uh, cuddy cabin boats. I've had, uh, well, the 160. I've had flat bottoms. This is the first real bass boat that I've had. And there's a learning curve. It's not like other boats. So my neighbor that lives behind me, I know he uses bass boats all the time. Because that's what he does. He's a bass fisherman. And uh, he's got a real nice boat. But, uh, you know, one of those $80,000 jobs. Uh, He didn't buy it new, but it's an $80,000 boat he got for (laughs) not even half price. (laughs) 50 plus. But anyway, neither here nor there. I mean, that's how serious of a fisherman this guy is. Always doing a tournament. But anyway, we were talking Saturday. I go, man, go out with me. <clears throat> Let's go out. And you can give me the rundown. You can drive it, see what's normal, what's not normal. If if it's, you know, if anything's out of kilter, maybe needs to be adjusted, whatever. And he says, sure. So yesterday morning, that was the plan. We were going to go out, take the boat out on the river and uh, play around. Well, I I almost I, I thought we were kind of gonna 
reschedule, but uh, last minute, yeah, I'm ready to go. So that's why no podcast yesterday. We went out there, and actually, when I got back, I planned on doing it, but uh, about 15 other things happened at the same time. wasn't able to do the podcast yesterday, so here we are today. Tuesday. Tomorrow we have scheduled the video podcast. No promises there, but uh, keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> okay, if you just tuned in, here we are five minutes into it. My name is Mike. I'm your host. This is the FBTV Extra podcast. Our normal podcast is a video podcast on Wednesday. Uh, we're trying to get situated where we're doing these podcasts on Monday. Well, Monday and Friday, we're doing the uh, FBTV Extra podcast, uh, just audio only. And on Wednesday, it's the video podcast. So, it is what it is. I listen to podcasts uh, just like you do. And have you found the uh, Duck Dynasty Cruise podcast? I got a couple of them up. The one I've been paying attention to and listening to the most is Unashamed. That's with Jason Phil Robertson. And those guys are hilarious. I'll give them a free plug here. If you're looking for something to listen to going down the road or whatever it may be you're doing, check them out. Uh, the podcast is Unashamed. Well, let me double check here. Let me go in here and double check. I know that's what it is, but uh, as soon as I say that, yeah, Unashamed. Phil and Jace Robertson. Those guys crack me up. But anyway, check them out. Uh, FBTV podcast. If you want to check out our website, you can do that. FreightBrokerTV.com. You have a question, you got a comment, want to leave a message, contact us. Uh, well, we got forms on the website. Uh, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, our YouTube channel, FreightBrokerTV, we have a lot of videos up there. You can uh, leave a comment message down below the video. You can even email, email us fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. So if you've got a question, comment, message, something you want to talk about, yeah, knock yourself out. Today's topic, we're going to be talking, uh, well, today's topic, we always got a topic. We're going to be talking about being a sales agent versus being a broker agent. We get a lot of calls lately, and I don't know why, but a lot of people think that, okay, I'm, I want, I'm going to be a broker agent. And they expect the brokerage to provide their uh, customers to them. That's not going to happen. A broker agent, what you're getting as a broker agent is the opportunity to be a broker agent working under a licensed freight broker. In other words, you've, you're, you're given the opportunity to be an independent contractor, have your own business as a broker agent working under a broker's license, so you're legal. Part of that, uh, well, your responsibility as a broker agent, it's your business. Nobody's going to give it to you on a silver platter, okay? <clears throat> you've got to go out there and find your customers. You've got to build those relationships, find the customers, get the loads, find the trucks to move those loads. And that's why we tell everybody, by the way, if you didn't know, I'm the uh, lead consultant at Taltoa. And uh, real quick plug for Taltoa, if you're thinking about becoming a broker, broker agent, maybe you're starting a freight brokerage, you're looking for consulting, training, whatever, check us out, Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. But broker agents, getting back to that, yeah, you are 
going to have to find your own customers, get your own loads, and find your trucks to move those loads. Okay, it's, uh, I mean, that's what a broker agent does. That, that's what a broker does. Now, now, think about this for a moment. If the broker was giving you customers for you to find trucks to, uh, to move their loads, why, well, first of all, why would they do that? Why would they give you a customer that they knew they could get loads from, that they knew they could, you know, get trucks to move their loads? Why would they give those customers to you and pay you a commission on top of it? Why would they uh, want to pay you 60% for you working their own loads? You see what I mean? You know, uh, they're going to, you know, they're giving you the opportunity, but you got to find your own customers. Now, the broker, yes, they benefit from your customers while you're at that brokerage working as an agent. But when you leave that brokerage, be it to move to another brokerage as a broker agent or to start your own freight brokerage, and we have we've got a lot of clients that do that. Your your customers go with you. At least they should. Now at Taltoa we have a mentorship program that guarantees placement. Uh, and what that means basically is once you complete your training. You can enter our mentorship program. You're going to be placed through us under a licensed broker. And the way that works is the licensed brokers that participate in the mentorship program. They are our clients, freight brokers that we consult. And they participate in the mentorship program. So you're working through us so we can oversee everything you're doing. Making sure you're crossing the T's, dotting the I's here to help you provide recommendations, support, assistance, whatever you might need. So you can begin the broker operation. You can begin getting that experience and building that customer base. So in hopefully a short period of time, be it three months, six months, whatever, you're able to exit the mentorship program and take that next step in your brokering career. Because you'll have the experience, you'll have the uh, customer base. And a lot of people, they move on. We got a lot of clients that start their own brokerage, but we also have a lot of clients that move on to another broker. Because in the mentorship program, okay, first of all, we're not a broker, we're a consulting firm. So it's giving somebody the opportunity to, you know, get their feet on the ground, become operational, build their customer base, gain experience. But you want to move on from the mentorship program. You don't want to make a career out of it. Because the uh, the gold, so to speak, is going to be when you get out there contracted to a broker direct or you have your own broker authority, working under your own, own authority. So that's what the mentorship program is designed to do. And lately, like going back to what I was talking about in the beginning, we've been getting a lot of people thinking that a broker agent... They don't have to get their own customers. The broker's providing the customer for them. They just got to get a truck. Now, when you look at it from that angle, now you're, you're just a dispatcher. Okay, the reason a broker agent makes 60, 70, and I've even seen contracts as high as 80%, but I tell everybody, usually, usually you get over 70% on a, a commission schedule. 
you're probably never going to get that 70, 75, 80, well, 70, yeah, but 75, 80%, that high commission, you're, you're never going to get it because the, they got the bar set too high. You know, you got to do X amount of volume to be able to reach it, but neither here nor there. A standard commission for an agent is 60% of load net. If you don't know what load net is, that is the difference between what the customer paid you to move a load and what you agreed to pay the truck, bottom line. So if you had a, if you had a customer that agreed to pay you to move a load $2,000 from point A to point B, uh, you got a truck to move that load for $1,500. The net would be $500. If uh, that was your load, you were a freight broker agent, uh, $500 load net, your commission on a 60% contract would be 300 bucks. Okay. That's how that works. Now, the biggest thing about being a broker agent or a freight broker, period, is you have to give yourself enough time to be successful. You don't just start brokering tomorrow and, you know, making thousands of dollars next week. It don't work that way. It, it it takes weeks and months. You've got to cultivate your customer base. You've got to learn your customers. You've got to learn their loads. You've got to start building relationships with the carriers. And this all takes time. It's a process. Matter of fact, in part one of our training at Taltoa, you know, we take a few minutes and we talk about that process. We explain it. So it kind of starts making sense. And, and uh, even though a freight broker is, yes, a salesperson, not in the traditional sense, and we explain all that as well. But anyway, neither here nor there. Now, a sales agent, a broker agent's doing essentially what a broker does, except a, a broker agent does not have all the administrative responsibility. In other words, the broker agent does not pay the carrier. The broker agent does not bill the shipper. The broker agent doesn't do any credit approvals or anything like that. That falls on the broker. However, the broker agent, they are getting their own customers, getting their own loads, and finding trucks to move those loads. And for doing that, they are getting a commission on every load. And I was telling somebody yesterday, somebody asked me a question, one of our clients that uh, we consult. They were asking me about uh, how do they motivate brokers that they hire. And I, I told them, I said, you know, <laughs> you, you got to, if they're going to be employees, you got to give them a base, but make sure you give them a commission. Back a few years ago, we had a large uh, logistics company. If I told you their name, you know who they were. I mean, it's very identifiable. They called wanting to know why their sales were flat year after year after year. They were making money, but flat. You know, the, the sales volume never went up, and they couldn't figure out why. And immediately I knew what was going on. I said, yeah, you're paying them all salary. You're paying your broker salary, your broker employees salary. And they go, yeah. Paying them $50,000 a year. They're, they were paying their brokers $50,000 a year. They had, no, they, they had no incentive to get out there and hustle business. They had no incentive to go out there and find new customers. They had no incentive to work harder. And our advice to this company, you've, you've got to lower the base and throw commission in there so they have that incentive. A good freight broker, bottom line, a good freight broker will want commission. When I say good freight broker, I'm talking about an agent, obviously. They will want commission. 
Any good salesperson will want commission because they know they're going to make a lot of money on commission, a lot more than they would have than they would if they were on a salary. So that's what you're looking for. If you're a brokerage, you're looking for, you know, somebody wants that commission. They are generally going to do a good job for you. Now let's talk about a sales agent. What does a sales agent do? <clears throat> okay, freight broker agent, we know they're finding their own customers, getting their own loads, finding trucks to move those loads. A sales agent is finding customers only. They are kind of the face of the brokerage, so to speak. They're going out there getting face-to-face, -face, a lot of them do. And they get customers for their broker. And as the broker moves a load for that agent's customer, well, the agent gets a piece of the pie, generally. Uh, it can be anywhere from 10 to 20% of the net. Okay, now you may be thinking, oh, well, that's what we want to do. Okay, you have to understand that uh, you're just not going to go out here and get customers and throw at your brokerage because... It takes time. You got to cultivate. You've got to cultivate just like a broker does. You got to build the relationship. You know, because you got, if you're sending customers to your broker and their loads are paying a dollar a mile, well, your broker's not going to touch them. They may throw them out there, but don't expect to be making money. You're, you know, that, that's what a sales agent's really doing is going out there looking for the wells, so to speak, the big fish, the companies that are paying good rates. And you're competing with everybody else, too, as a sales agent. You're getting out there, you're butting heads, and you, you've got to get face-to-face. -face. And actually, everybody, each their owner, people out there doing nothing but a freight sales agent, and they're making a good living. But for me and my buck, no, I, I, want, I want to be the freight broker agent. One, I want to make the big commission, okay? Two, I want to control everything. I want to control, I, I want to, you know, I want to be the one building the relationship with my customer. I want to be the one building the relationship with the carrier. I want to be the one putting the deal together, doing the negotiation. And why, why do I want that is simply because I'm thinking of the future. Someday, if I leave that brokerage, I want everything in place. You see what I mean? I, I want everything in place. I want my contacts. I want my the relationships I've built, the networking I've done, that goes with me. As a sales agent, yeah, you may keep contact with the customer, but if that brokerage is doing a good job for that customer, the sales agent, they're not going to care that much about it because the brokerage is having the direct contact with that customer. The sales agent, yeah, they're greasing the wheel, but the brokerage is working the loads with that customer. They're one-on-one, -on -one, and they're building that relationship, too. Anyway, you can go either way. But we, we get a lot of questions about that. And the main one was, you know, people thinking that a broker agent is just finding trucks for loads. No, that's just a dispatcher. There's something else we'll talk about, too, some other time. Dispatch services. And, and actually, the dispatch services, uh, you know, we get calls about that. That could be a thing of the past if the government does what they're talking about doing and making it illegal to be a dispatch service. Well, not illegal. You can be a dispatch service, but they're putting rules behind it. 
to make it almost impossible for a dispatch service just to go out here and use load boards to get loads. But anyway, we'll get into that another day. Uh, I haven't heard too much about that lately, but yeah, it has been on the table recently. So we'll see about that. All right. Hopefully that helped you out a little bit. If you got comments you want to add to it, if you're a sales agent and uh, maybe uh, you're a sales agent for a brokerage somewhere and you want to throw in your two cents worth, again, you can contact me. Just send me an email, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. And, uh, yeah, happy to have it. All right. Uh, all lanes, Memphis, I-40 Bridge into Arkansas, open as of yesterday. The Hernando de Soto Bridge has fully reopened as of yesterday afternoon. I understand there are still some on-ramps, off-ramps, not 100% yet, but uh, it's happening. They're getting there, so good deal. That bridge has been shut down since uh, they found the crack, what, back in May? May 11th, something like that? Uh, if you didn't know, today is National Watermelon Day. Today being August uh, 3rd, 2021. It's National Watermelon Day, and it, which has kind of struck me as weird because, you know, I saw the watermelons come out couple of months ago then they went away and i see a few of them back on the shelf but the the last watermelon i got a week ago eh, it wasn't like it was a couple of months ago also this month is national sandwich month and for me every month is national sandwich month i'm a sandwich maker i'm a sandwich making food <laughs> turkey uh you know i can well, i can make a mean turkey sandwich but anyway Having a birthday today. Happy birthday to you. You're in pretty good company, Marv Levy. Remember that name? You're probably going, yeah, Buffalo Bills coach. He's the one that went to all those Super Bowls and never won any of them. He is 96 years young today. Tony Bennett, 95. Martin Sheen, 81. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, 44. Still playing. Got another year left. Wondering about history. On this date back in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Eh, remember that? The Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. He uh, left Spain on a voyage that would eventually bring him to America. This date back in 1964, the Country Music Foundation Charter is registered in... Tennessee, of course. And on this date, back in 1975, the New Orleans Super Bowl officially opens. You know, last time, uh, I think it was last time we talked about, uh, I was talking about Arkansas and their left lane law. Still don't make any sense to me, but Arkansas apparently is not the only state that has um, enacted left lane laws, because this is happening in other states. In Arkansas, uh, the new law went into effect last week. Now, going back to 2013, the state acted to prohibit all travelers from continuous driving in the left lane on multiple lane roadways whenever traffic flow is impeded. So, in other words, if you were in the left lane and you were impeding traffic, in other words, people can't get around you, 
you, you were blocking the lane because you were going slower than traffic, you could get a ticket. Could. Could was the uh, operational word there because apparently the state police did not issue tickets, which took it to the next level. So in 2019, there's a couple of uh, politicians, obviously, here in Arkansas that came up with a scheme. Let's make a new law. That law's not working, so we'll make a new one. No, no, 2019, uh, <laughs> let's go back to 2019. Uh, the, the, the state spent a lot of money saying, state law, you know, keep right, unless pass it or whatever. Don't impeach right, okay, so they spent all that money. So, uh, <laughs> effective, well, today, today, well, the note says today, but I thought it went into effect last week, but maybe not, maybe today. Uh, left lane travel is only allowed when passing or overtaking another vehicle. So if you're not passing or overtaking, kind of thought that was the same thing. Uh, I guess overtaking is coming up on that vehicle you're about to pass. <laughs> uh, you got to be in the right lane. Other exceptions include preparing to turn left or when other lanes are closed. And like I said last week, phew, that's a load off my mind. I was worried about the closed lanes. Uh, now, this kind of is weird. Additionally, state police, the Arkansas State Police. If you watch Smokey and the Bandit, you'll notice there's some Arkansas State Police in that movie. <laughs> when I read stuff like this, I can see why. The Arkansas State Police points out the law requires all drivers to travel below the posted speed limit, even when passing. Okay, the speed limit 70 miles an hour. Okay, so I'm passing, and I've got to stay under 70 miles an hour to pass. The posted speed limit is 70 miles an hour, yet that's just a suggestion because I'm expected to stay under that. Come on. New signs to alert travelers of this uh, rule change going to cost the state about $100,000. <laughs> Good for my tax money. Anyway, that's Arkansas. I live here. Uh, I love the state. It's beautiful. There's lakes all over the place. It's outdoorsy. And that's another thing. Arkansas Game and Fish. If anybody from the Arkansas Game and Fish is, or the Corps of Engineers listening to this podcast, do something about the courtesy docs. It's embarrassing. Really. It's embarrassing. You know, you go to YouTube, you watch all these other states that have just wonderful courtesy docs where you can just, just wonderful. Arkansas steel beams. Tear up your boat. Yeah, tie your boat up here. Let us tear it up. All right, South Carolina, starting August 15th. South Carolina has left lane rule changes also. The state law has required any vehicle moving at least or at less than normal speed of traffic stayed to the right. No penalties were attached to that law. Lawmakers approved a bill in South Carolina this year to make a change they say is necessary because the current deterrent is not enough to discourage bad behavior. <laughs> yeah, the deterrent, the, 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 the state police didn't write tickets. The new law applies to left-lane rural situations on highways with at least two lanes when a vehicle is traveling behind a slower movie vehicle. Fines would be limited to 25 bucks. So, somebody, if you're in the way, because you're going slow, 
And you won't get out of the way. That's $25 fine. All right. It says warnings are going to be issued for violations during the first 90 days. I'd like to see those warnings. I wonder, just like Arkansas, I, you know, honestly, I doubt if the new law in Arkansas is going to be enforced just like the old one. The old one, all they had to be done was enforce it. We wouldn't have this, but don't get me on my box. Alabama, they also have some uh, left lane rule changes uh, coming up. State law prohibits drivers from hanging out in the far left lane. A 2019 revision to the rule to clarify that while traveling on an interstate, it is against the law to stay left for more than 1.5 miles without completely passing another vehicle. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, we got a mile and a half to pass this guy. Hmm. Certain exceptions apply, such as while driving through a work zone or during heavy traffic congestion. A bill signed into law by uh, Governor Ivey focuses on notifications for the public about the uh, lane use rules. Specifically, the Alabama DOT soon will be required to install signs in regular intervals on interstates. Yeah, Alabama, get ready for this. Hope you're sitting down. The sign requirement, $560,000 price tag. Rule change takes effect on August 17th. And in Oklahoma, my neighbor to the uh, left, or the west, new law intended to clarify Oklahoma. Oh, they got to clarify. Oklahoma's left lane rule takes effect later this year. State law has limited left lane use on roadways with at least two lanes of traffic in the same direction. Statute specifies that drivers are required to stay to the right unless passing or preparing to turn left or for safety measures. Okay, that's kind of like Arkansas's old law, which makes sense. Uh, Governor Stitt revised wording in statute to specify the vehicles would be in violation of the law when traveling on highways. HB 2054 states that county roads that are not part of the interstate or turnpike system are excluded. Well, I would think so. <laughs> Folks, sometimes I think we just pass laws to be passing laws. You know, that's why we can't get anything done. Connecticut woman set a new Guinness World Record by being able to fit an entire large order of fries in her mouth at one time. Long John Silvers and Whole Foods are experimenting with plant-based fish products. Tastes like fish, but it ain't fish. Made out of plants. Come on. Seriously. Long John Silver's been needing to do something because I think uh, I've read somewhere that they have the unhealthiest fast food on the planet. <laughs> Their fish are key. Back when I was a kid, back, uh, I'm talking about 77, 76, back in that time i worked for arthur treacher's fish and chips and uh long john silver's always kicked our rear ends i mean realistically but uh, arthur treacher's fish and chips was a much better product healthier unless you were allergic to peanut oil and because that's what they used to cook their fish but uh i always thought it was better not not to say long john's isn't Good tasting, but boy, oh boy, you start counting those calories and all that bad stuff, and, well, it'll scare you. 
Yeah, you know, I never worried about that till I got older, and now I've I've really got to check it out. Toilet news. Toilets account for 35% of indoor water use. You want to cut your water bill by 35%, quit using the toilet. <laughs> while, we're on the, while we're on the subject of uh, toilets, uh, Americans with cell phones drop them in a toilet about 7 million times a year. Okay. <sighs> Think about that for a minute. Your cell phone, you know, an Apple iPhone, you know, a thousand bucks for a stupid phone. If if they're dropped in a toilet seven million times and it's got a holy smoke. According to a recent scientific study, yeah, that got my attention. Scientific study. If you cook toast for more than 216 seconds, it's overdone. You know, I feel a lot better if this said, according to a study done by fifth graders, <laughs> I feel a lot better about that. But scientific, it makes you think there's somebody somewhere with a lab jacket on in a laboratory with bread and a toaster and a stopwatch. I don't know. And this will be no surprise to anyone. The profession of attorneys has the most people who have had plastic surgery. Well, I say it's no surprise to anyone, but uh, in other words, plastic surgeon, the, the profession of being a, an attorney has the most people who have had plastic surgery. All right. I think we've done enough damage today. All right. This, uh, this podcast is in the can. Like I say, hopefully uh, we'll have video podcasts for you tomorrow. It's Tuesday, August the 3rd, and the weather has cooled down, finally. Man, for three or four weeks there, it was just, you walk outside, you, you could cook a TV dinner. Just put it on the patio, you know. That humidity and heat, and it was just awful. But yesterday on the boat, yesterday morning, I thought, man, I could live on this boat out here on this water if the weather would never change. It was beautiful, man, beautiful. Beautiful, man. But anyway, a lot nicer. A lot nicer weather. And uh, hopefully it's the same wherever you may be. But anyway, go have a go have a good Tuesday. Unless, of course, you've made other plans. We'll talk soon.